Hello, and welcome to That Missionary Life. For those of us who are back in this American life, but still want to talk about that missionary life. These are stories and hindsight. I can't believe that our audiobook is coming to an end. Can you believe it? So we have been putting together um, an audiobook, uh, chapter by chapter, um, in these episodes uh, with my girls. We've been reading Check the Box Conversations with Our Kids about our multicultural history and family. And it's gone really well. And we are in part two. We are going to be doing chapters four, five, and six, seven, not all today, but yes, four, five, six, and seven. And then chapter eight is actually just a letter that I wrote to them as they grow up in the hopes of what they are able to do. So we are going to just do all of that in a little bit of a longer podcast. And we are excited about sharing this with you. Chapter four, when sin happened, It didn't just put us into the without God box. It also meant that instead of being reflections of God, we were now broken reflections of God. If God is like a big triangle, we were like little triangles, right? But we became circles instead. Is a circle like a triangle? No, and actually circle has no, you know, like... Angles? Yeah, and angles is like you can take pictures better and <laughs> yes if god is a uh, redemption is the way that god takes us from the with god box but it also gives us the holy spirit who comes inside us like a triangle yes. inside of our circle the more we grow in him the more we reflect inside what how he is inside us to those outside of us and look more like that triangle instead of a circle so how does a re- how does redemption work? I'm not sure. Well, it's sort of like turning from a circle back into a triangle so we look more like God instead of like us. Oh, yeah. And by the way, uh, let me think. Okay. What do you think, Jesse? What do you think redemption? How does it work? How do you become more like Jesus? Hmm. That's all. I, I do what Mommy said, but I sweep at night. I sweep at every night. Mommy told me to sweep every night. <laughs> yes, obeying Mommy and sleeping at night is definitely a good way to grow. Next page. Making us new is a miracle that only God can do. Can we do that? We can't do that. No. It cost God everything to redeem us. He became a baby? No. Yeah. What was the baby's name? Jesus. Jesus. Living a perfect life on earth, dying for our sins, and being raised from the dead three days later. If he gave everything to redeem us, and his plan is redemption, why do we think that as Christians, that means to be little Christs like him, that joining him in redemption work wouldn't cost us something? Fixing broken relationships will cost us our whole life. We can't make things new like God does, but we can work with him to make things right in little ways. How did God redeem us? Um, what did he do? Did he come to earth or did he stay up far, far away? Uh, oh, come back to earth. Uh-huh. And then what did he do? Uh, he died for us. Did he stay dead? No. No. That's the good part of the story, isn't it? Baby. He turned, he turned into a baby. Yeah. Hey, Sophie. Jesse. 
How did God redeem us? Did he die on the cross for us? Yeah. And then what did he do? He turned... Did he raise from the dead? Yeah, he raised from the dead, but he was back alive. He was. Next page. Why didn't God just put us all into the with God box with him? He's powerful enough to do it, isn't he? Yeah. Couldn't he just fix it all? No. But he let us choose. Adam and Eve made the wrong choice and it made the without God box. Now we can make the choice to go to the with God box. This is free will. Free will means we get to make our own choices. If we didn't have free will, we would be like robots. And God didn't make robots. He made us. Which is better, when someone chooses to be your friend and spends time with you because they want to? Or when their mom makes them be your friend? Which would you rather? A friend. A friend that chose to be a friend? Yeah, no, I don't want anybody to make me. You don't want to be forced to be friends? No, that's not fun. I don't really like that at all. Yeah. So, Jesse, what do you think free will is? I think it's loving people and kind to people and playing with them. But it's kind playing with them. You love playing music with Uh music. It's when you get to choose yourself, right? Next page. God gives us the choice to be in the with God box or the without God box. Many people think there are lots of boxes called religions, which are systems and rules of faith, and you can choose any of them and end up in the with God box. But God says that Jesus is the only way to get into the with God box. He made that way through redemption. Some people think they can make their own box and be in charge of their own life. Can they be their own God? That's not how it works either. God says you are always going to serve something. You're either going to serve him or serve sin. In the with God box, we do things his way and serve him. In the without God box, it doesn't mean you get to do it your way. It means you end up serving sin even if you don't want to. Do you want to serve sin? No. No. Do you get to do it your own way? Nope, it doesn't work that way. Are there more than two boxes? No. Uh, no. no. There are just N-O. two. What are the two boxes? What are they called again? Uh, without box and with God box. That's right. Chapter 5. It is really weird talking about serving someone else or being a slave. Didn't we just talk about how bad and horrible it was to be a slave and the horrible things it did to our family? Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. From our history, we can see how dangerous it is to be a slave to sin and how it will destroy us. It can make it hard to understand how first, how being a slave to God could be a good thing. Instead of slavery, think of it as ownership. We are owned by sin or we are owned by God. Which one do you think is better? God. Yeah. Being owned by God means he makes you a part of his family as our father, not as our owner. Are we supposed to be slaves? Nope. No. What are we supposed to be? Uh, ownerships. God's kids, right? Oh, yeah. I Does that God. sound pretty much better? Yep. Yeah. What do you think, Jesse? God is the one who makes a way to the with God box, and it costs him everything. But it doesn't cost us anything. We just have to let him take us to the with God box. But to do that, we have to give him what? Our heart. Our heart. Our life. So in a way, 
it does cost us everything. Lots of people try to explain this paradox. That's where it seems like two opposite things are true. But in the end, it's something we choose to believe or not to believe. Going from the without God box to the with God box, we have to let go of how we think and do things and do them God's way. We have to choose to have God in charge of us instead of us in charge of us. Um, that's, that's how he makes us new. And that's why when it says he in charge of us and us in charge of us, that's very, very weird. Yeah, it is a little <laughs> weird. Well, sometimes we like to think we're in charge, don't we? Yeah. Are you in charge, Jesse? No. Do you want to be in charge? No. (laughs) Sometimes you do. So how do we get from the without God box to the with God box? And also, we're not the center of the universe. You're right. Have you heard that before? Yes. Who told you that? Someone else. I think it was me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So how do we get from the without God box to the with God box? How do we get to be with God? We just walked there in a path of footprints, and you found him. We just follow God's footprints? Well, actually, God puts us into the with God box for us. He picks us up. We don't even have to walk. No. We can't do it ourselves. It's too long and too hard. And also, and also we just walk in his path. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like, well, with- after he puts us in the with God box, that's exactly right. Next page. The first part of redemption going from the without God box to the with God box, is called salvation. That's just the beginning, like being born. Is it the end of your story after you're born? No. No, it's just the beginning when you were a baby. To grow your body, your mom tells you to do what? What do you do to grow up with your body? Follow Jesus. Well, no, that's your heart. But what what, what about your body? Uh, You get lots of sleep. Eat. Eat candy. No. no. Healthy food and exercise. To grow up in God, which is called sanctification, we need to do what? Learn about God with others. We call it church. We need to be with God, pray and read the Bible, and obey God. Remember his one big rule? Yep. What is it? Uh, love God and love others. Yeah. Forever. It, and never love Yeah, it doesn't mean we aren't saved if we don't do those things. It just means we won't grow. Remember how that song was scary to you about read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow? And if you don't read your Bible, you'll shrink? Yeah, you I don't, don't like that. Yeah, that's, that's a little scary. You don't really shrink. It just means you don't, you don't grow. It's just like the opposite of grow, right? Yeah. So how do you grow? Mm, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. What's the song say? If you if you read your Bible and pray every day, pray every day, uh-huh. pray every day. Yeah, and and follow the one the one big rule. Yeah, that's obeying God, and going to church so you can talk to other people and learn about how they grow in God too. What do you think, Jesse? How do you grow? To eat fruits and vegetables to make you strong. Yeah, I have no doubt. That there will be many parts of your culture, your history, your personality, your habits that you will need to bring to God and invite him to redeem. I know this because you know how I know this? Uh, I've been doing it for over 30 years. I've been a Christian. I've had Jesus in my heart for over 30 years now. And I'm still not done. Do I get everything right? Oh, no. Nobody gets it. But it is really, a really, really big adventure to find all the broken bits of yourself and of the world 
and to run to God and give it to him and say, hey, God, what's the awesome thing you want to do with this broken problem? How do you want to redeem it and make it new? How do we make it right? And you know what? That's that's a big adventure, isn't it? Yeah, Jesus can do everything right. Yeah. He can make a billion houses in one day. Well, if he wanted to. So what is it like to grow up with God? I'm not sure. What is it? Uh, what is it like? Have you been growing with Jesus since yeah. you asked him in your heart? Yeah. Yeah? And what's it been like? Do you do everything perfect? No. Oh, no. Does he help you, though? Yes. Does he forgive you? Yes. Yeah. Chapter 6. I went to something called Super Camp, and they taught me a tool to fix broken relationships. Fixing broken relationships is another word for redemption. First, we need to fix the most important relationship there is. What is it? The relationship with God. He did that for us because it was too big for us to fix, wasn't it? Yeah, that was easy. Yeah, once that is right, we can start working on all the other broken relationships we have. This tool to fix broken relationships is divided into four steps. You can remember it by A-A-M-R. Can you say that, Jesse? M-A-M-R. Basically, acknowledge, apologize, make it right, recommit. Do you have broken relationships? Yep. How do you make things right? When mom says, make it right, what do you do? I'm sorry. Uh Uh-huh. What else? Uh, I'll try not to do it again. Uh Uh-huh. Jesse, when mommy says to make it right, what do you need to do? Say sorry and give them hugs and now we'll do it again. That sounds like a plan. Next page. When God saved us, he did all the work, but we had to acknowledge it. That's the first A. Acknowledge. That means we had to believe that God's way is true and admit it. It can't just be in our thoughts. It has to be in our words, too. These words need to be clearly say that we were wrong. And when you do that, it's called what? Apologizing. Have you ever apologized? Yep. Yeah. Everybody apologizes. I hope everybody apologizes. For a million times. For a million times. Whenever you and your sister fight and I say, make it right, what is the first thing you need to do? I'm sorry. You might think it's to say sorry, (laughs) but actually you have to believe you were wrong before you can say sorry and really mean it. If you are like, but I'm not sorry, can you say sorry? Or, I wasn't wrong, it was her fault. Can you say sorry? Not mean it. So first you acknowledge the problem, and then you apologize for what you did. You realize that you did something wrong. What is apologize? By the way, what's the next step of apologize? So the first two steps are what? Acknowledge Uh, and apologize. They both start with the letter A. What is it? Acknowledge... Acknowledge and apologize to get everyone to love you. Everyone to love everyone and to love people. But you know what? We don't just love someone no, because they apologize. Yeah, we don't just love everyone. We love anything, but we don't love everyone. We like we like everyone. Yeah, we, we like everyone. Yes, we we do like everyone. And God yeah, says... and black people. And white people? Yeah. So we love everyone because God tells us so, not because we want them to like us, right? 
Next page. When God saved us, it wasn't just about bringing us to the with God box, even though that's really important. It was also about making us back into a reflection or image of him. How do we go from a circle to a triangle looking more like God? By growing up more like Jesus, right? Remember going to church, praying, reading the Bible, obeying God. The last two steps after acknowledge and apologizing, those are the first ones are to make it right and to recommit. Making it right is doing the actions you need to really change. But as people who still mess up a lot, we probably won't get it all right the first time. So we have to recommit to keep trying to make it right. We do this in our life with God as well as with other people. Do we always obey God after we become a Christian? No, and by the way, I We have to keep making it right, don't we? Yeah, and by the way, I want to I wanted to know what does A A M R spell? A is for acknowledge. A is for apologize. M is for m- middle. Make, make it, it right. right. And R is for recommit. Hey, what what does it all make together? Aimer. Aimer, that's a weird <laughs> word. It's not a word. Hey, why Next page, fixing broken relationships, which is redemption, always costs something to do. For God, what did it cost him? His only son. His only son. If your sister, uh uh-oh, if your sister takes your toy, your favorite toy, and breaks it on purpose or on accident, to make it right, what does she need to do? Well, first mean I'm sorry, then, then... Then, um, you know, like, say sorry, make it right, and then Yeah, after like, that, make sure you right. have a new toy, right? Yeah, or yeah, fix and, the toy. And, and relationship or something, yeah. Yeah, if, yeah. if she refuses to do that, if she says, no, I broke your toy and I don't care, is that going to make it so you have a good relationship? Mm-hmm. No, that's going to be a break and in your says. relationship. There are two ways to fix it. You can forgive her even though she broke your toy and didn't fix it. Is that easy to do? No. That's not easy to do. Or she can get you a new toy somehow. And that costs her something to fix it, doesn't it? It always costs somebody something. If no one does anything, the the toy is just broken. That doesn't mean it goes away. It just means the relationship continues to break more and in different ways. You don't want to just leave it broken, do you? No. Oh, no. What's the hardest part about fixing broken relationships? Uh, It costs something. It costs something. Is it if somebody breaks something, Jesse, if somebody breaks and takes your toy and doesn't fix it, does that make you sad? Yeah, but... She always, she always comes to fix it. She does, doesn't she? Because she wants to fix the relationship. Yeah, she always fixes my things that are toys. Chapter 7. It won't take you very long to live and have someone hurt you. Have you, them hurt your feelings? That even happened today, didn't it? Really? Yeah. I know you've already been hurt by your sister many times. Do you guys get in arguments mm-hmm. and get your feelings hurt? Yeah. What if they never acknowledge it or apologize or make it right or we recommit? That makes it really hard to fix when someone doesn't want to help, doesn't it? Yeah. In fact, sometimes it means you can't fix it at all. 
But there are some things that you can do, whether the other person tries to fix it or not, and that is called forgiveness. Forgiveness is letting go of the anger and hurt that the other person caused you. It doesn't always mean you can let go or change the consequences, but you can change how you feel about it. Sometimes the consequences aren't yours to control. What if someone hurts you and they don't want to make it right? They don't want to fix it. Yeah, but what if they don't want to make it right? Fixing, but if they make it right, that would be great. But and then they can play together, nice. Yeah, it certainly is better when they want to fix it. But what if they don't? Uh, maybe, maybe you should, maybe you should forgive them. You can say, still forgive them, right? Say it's okay. Yeah, and sometimes that's hard. Next page. Consequences are the results of your co- actions. If you eat an apple, what's the consequence? Uh, a spanking. Someti- a spanking? No. <laughs> I, I, I think it is. Sometimes your, your teeth t- come out. No, no, it's a good consequence. You have good food in you. There can be good consequences too. It means your tummy has food in it. Consequences can be good or bad depending on what happened first. Many times you choose what you do, but you can't choose the consequences. Remember that time when you ate too much candy? What time? When you went to the the theater and you ate all the gummies? Or was that your sister? Was that you? No, I threw it up. I threw it oh, up. Oh, yeah, and you threw up. You didn't like the consequence, did you? No. Sometimes when someone hurts you, you can choose to let go of the feelings about what they did or said, but you can't let go of the consequences. If the person decides not to be your friend anymore, you can't change that, even if you want to. How do you explain consequences? Um, no. What are they? I'm not sure, but but if you want, you can, you know, like say I'm sorry for that, and and maybe do something nice, and then we you can recommit. Uh huh. Well, there are some things that you can control, and some things you can't. Oh. So you can control, for example, how many gummies you eat, but you can't control if you eat too many, not getting sick. Does that make sense? Yep. So you can't. You can control your choices, but you can't always control. The consequences. Next page. Forgiveness is really important. If someone hurts you and doesn't want to fix it, you can't control that. But you get to control how it affects you. Holding on to the hurt and anger will only make you hurt and angry. Is that the kind of person you want to be? Oftentimes, you don't forgive the person because they're a good person or they deserve it, but because you want to be a healthy person who doesn't hold on to ugly feelings. Why should you forgive someone even if they don't deserve it, Jesse? Hmm. Just, just have fun together and be, play nice. <laughs> yeah. So why should you forgive somebody even if they don't, didn't say sorry and they don't deserve it? They don't want to hold on to ugly feelings. Yeah. We don't want to have ugly feelings in our heart, do we? We want to let it go. We want to let it go and be kind. Next page. The more you forgive, the more it becomes part of who you are, part of your character. Your character is what you value and do even when it's hard. You don't choose your ethnicity, your history, or even your family, but you do choose what you value, think is important, and what becomes your character. Your history is an important story, but even more important is the story you are writing right now. 
And just think, someday, what you're writing right now by the choices you make will become part of the history that you tell your kids, just like I'm telling you this story. How do you explain character? What's character? Uh, you. Character is who you are from your choices. It's what you value and think is important. What do you think character is, Jesse? I think it's loving boys and girls, and and Jesus loves a boy and a girl. Yeah, I think those uh, well, are good I was, character I was qualities. Done, and I was gonna say that, like in you know, like Among Us or something, you have you know, like a name tag on it, and then you know, is you that your character? character? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like how people know you. Yeah, yeah. People. Chapter 8 is the last chapter of Check the Box Part 2, and it is my letter to the girls more as they grow up than currently. It's sort of like a summary, and so I'll read it to you without their commentary. You are the descendant of Jamaican people who were enslaved and Swiss Scottish people who immigrated to America. You were born in Brazil but grew up in America. I don't know how you will relate or respond to life as you grow up. I don't know who you will identify most with. I don't know if racial issues will be a big deal to you or not. Or even if you will feel like you are connected with enslavers and called to fixing those broken relationships or to those who were enslaved and are called to forgiving those broken relationships. Maybe by the time you grow up, we will finally realize that we are all just in the people box. My dream for you, my beautiful daughter, is for you to know who you are, your heritage, the good and bad of it, and to know you are loved, are special, and are unique. History helps us understand the world we are in. It doesn't make us stuck in old boxes of slavery mindsets. For many years, there has been a fight against these lies, and we are part of that freedom and that fight. I hope with all my heart that you will see for yourself how good and amazing God is and will give your life to him, joining God's family in the with God box. Once there, I hope you will grow to know God more and more and become more like him as a little triangle. I pray you will decide that God's plans are your plans and work to bring little redemption and fix broken relationships in all areas of your life. From racial issues, to bully issues, to Jesus issues, to political issues, to all other issues. I pray you will be willing to pay the price it costs to bring redemption, just as Christ did for you. And may you be God's hands and feet in the world he has given us, whatever that might look like. On your journey, something that was helpful for me to understand all of this was the What's in the Bible series, the Bible project on YouTube channel. And lots of conversations with brothers and sisters in Christ who remind me to always turn my eyes back on Jesus. I am so happy to be able to share with you these really big things. And even if you figure them out differently, I'm glad we were able to talk about it. And I hope we keep talking about it. So that is Check the Box, Conversations with Our Kids in Our Multicultural History and Family by Rachel Ferguson with commentary from Jessica and Anna Sophia Ferguson. Because um, really, I wrote the book for them, so they needed to be part of the audiobook. I hope you've enjoyed it and um, buy the book or have the book or give the book to someone you know who um, needs to have these conversations with their family too. 
so in closing, those are some musings from someone who is very much involved in this American life, but just really wants to talk about that missionary life, stories and hindsights. <laughs>